0: Welcome to Secrets of Hagheim. Last time our party finally finished the longest day in RPG history.
1: Now the party gets to celebrate the festival of
2: freedom, maybe.
3: So, since we're all here, and mostly recording, so that's good. Who would like to give us a rundown of what happened last session? Last session, we all went to Davis's place for a game of D <laughs> and D.
4: Uh,
2: we were at Tyler's place. place. Wait, yeah, what, oh, last Tyler's se- place. Last, last session.
3: Yeah, last session.
0: There we are turning Mayor Pumpkin into a jack-o'-lantern.
3: <laughs> no, Mayor Pumpkin's the good guy. I don't
0: know, man. We never saw inside the pumpkin. Louis, just because like you have a the weird line. thing
3: about authority doesn't mean that everyone <laughs> who's in authority is bad.
0: It's not that weird. It's it's anti government. And it's Bad. things that I, I can't readily express in my day to day life. And that's my outlet for it. Louis, the, the fact that he's coming a up. giant pumpkin has nothing to do with me wanting to well, push him down off, the stairs. For, uh, and first off, of he's those.
3: not a giant pumpkin. He
0: is many anymore. pumpkins.
3: <laughs> he's many pumpkins in the shape of a man.
0: I he wear
1: many pumpkins. pumpkins. We were talking about Trump, right?
3: no damn dave talk about getting this political god damn dave uh, i'm sorry
0: (laughs) real quick real quick hello stream shout out to my boy hunter who is dming me a bunch of anti-government such
3: so uh (laughs) our sponsor for this episode is uh the republican party Go out to the polls. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the
4: Republican
0: Titan Party. Boys. Pokemon, oh, go God. to the
4: polls. <laughs> Digimon Digital
5: Monsters.
4: <laughs> sponsored by the party system. Make sure you yeet the polls into the next dimension.
5: This so, stream uh, is sponsored by d
3: <laughs> So after we got all of our sponsors out of the way, uh, Tyler, Ooh. you
5: want you wanted to do it? Yeah, sure. Because I think I actually did pretty well on my on my journal. Uh, and this is for the Halloween one or the actual last session.
3: Man, you know what? <laughs> Why not give us double feature?
5: All right, double feature. We'll start with the important one. So we rode into Spooksville, uh, in our not mystery machine mystery machine uh that we had to start off by um uh, giving everyone compliments and we got teary-eyed uh filled it all the way up we rode into town to make spooks got some grub because uh oh uh, well because i was stoned in the back on the shag carpet and i was hungry uh, we meet up with the mayor of Spooksville and he's like, hey, there's there's a, a Dr. Funk, Funkelstein? I can't remember his name. <laughs>
3: Funkelstein. <laughs> yeah, I keep going with it. Dr. Funkelstein. Yeah,
5: yeah. <laughs> Von Funkelstein. <laughs> I don't know. It was a German name. Anyway. Funkelstein. Yeah, and, and- uh, and it's like, sense. hey, take them out. We're like, yep, no questions asked. And we head over to the <laughs> I love that I'm giving Sam a headache.
4: Oh no, sorry, I was rubbing my eye. Even better. Gave him an eye ache. I was gonna make the sarcastic joke, yes. No questions asked at all. No five to six insight checks at <laughs> None. all
5: no insight checks that 16
6: doesn't mean shit
5: in this house (laughs) uh so we get there and we're like huh this should be pretty easy open the door and there's big old woofers there's moon (laughs) (laughs) yeah what are the other two names (laughs) (laughs) there's a (laughs) Blood Moon, <laughs> Blood Orange Joey, right? Deep, Deep Fried Joey. Deep, Deep Fried Joey.
6: Shit.
5: Yeah, okay, so I remember that. Uh, Davis, you missed an opportunity by calling Moon Blood Moon. Just saying. Uh, Deep Fried Joey, uh, who, Sam, what's your dog's name? <laughs>
2: i don't know your dog <laughs> no no that's his dog's name he just uh, yeah his
4: it's really hard and, when I have to call her to come here it's like come here
5: and, and uh he who shall not be named as a dog. Jeez, girl. It's a girl Who shall not be named <laughs> tell someone who cares uh, no. okay. <laughs> i'm on my shit sam don't start uh you're Sorry, not drunk yet. There was also uh Hunter and Alex there that we had to beat up. Uh which <laughs> yeah. <what> <laughs> <laughs> kinda kinda easy. I'm not gonna lie. Hunter <laughs> Hunter went down like a bitch. Ooh. <laughs> I'm only, only flaming him because he's in my stream. <laughs> um but uh we we fought valiantly. We did pretty well, I'd say. No one, no one died, and <laughs> I got the comment rude. Uh, and and we we won, and then we got the to be continued. Yeah. Now the less important one. Uh, so we started off by meeting Anvar on the docks. Uh, originally, it was just Redvar. Uh, who came out and saw me instantly and was like, fuck you, kid. Uh, he walks a couple more steps forward. He's about half past me, sees Asher, smiles and says, oh, I have a present for you. And in-game whipped out a strange device that Annie personally had no idea what it was. Uh, Out of game, it's a blunderbuss. Uh, he fires it. Arquebus.
2: Makes...
5: Arquebus. Marvellous.
4: He pulled out a gun.
5: He pulled it's out the spaghetti out. Uh, Thing to note: it sounds like thunder because Annie's never seen this before. Uh, the fight slowly breaks out uh, with the anbars of multiple colors. Uh, like the color anbar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, they are slowly making their way up the docks. While this is happening, uh, we're trying to give our best defense. Uh, we notice that after we kill an Anvar, uh, they turn into this black puddle of ichor. Uh, each later outfinding each has a piece of paper in the ones we kill. Uh, we do fail. They do get onto the ship, some of them. Uh, I believe it was about four. I, I think it's about four make it on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah i'm not very sure on that number um the we find the pieces of paper and they each have some of our um uh, friends and family on there and for example like mine had my family Ali, and then my mentor with a statement saying that is currently being dealt with uh other pieces of paper have different pieces of information very similar to uh, respective party members. Uh, and I ended my notes with uh, don't know with them getting away, don't know what this means for now, but we will
2: have to see in the future. Mm-hmm. Did miss a couple important things there. I'm going like... to snag
0: that baton. Like uh... a <laughs> Oh, Asher okay. kind of got fucked up and he lost his vision. He can only see through the mask when he was looking through the mask. There were four other Anvars in our house, to which we later found out we were robbed. Uh, there was a cameo made by Last Campaign Elwin with the whole crew. Uh, there was a handful of people going out, mostly Annie and Allie, going out doing stuff, staying out very late. I am ready to hand the baton.
2: Only one guy got on the ship. Not four. Pink <laughs> Yeah. And uh, Annie completely missed over the fact he had a hot date with the sailor.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> Seaman.
2: <laughs> ah, yes. <clears throat> we didn't get to that.
5: You <laughs> did. We haven't had the date. Yeah, you did. Did we have the date? Yeah. yeah. yeah he yeah. went that drinking. He
3: was flirting with you, and you are like, yeah, meh, I'm not into it.
0: Allie was there encouraging him. Mm-hmm. I was
2: a, I was a gentleman. Uh-huh. Also, you missed Allie messing with Asher in his
0: mask. I was just carrying him because he had been shot up with a ballista.
2: He's had worse.
3: He was crippled <laughs> emotionally. But
2: yeah,
0: big old frowny face on the
2: mask. Big old ballista on the mask.
3: Yeah, kind of. So, with that, after getting our recap over, um, Tyler, before we start, I'm gonna need a Constitution with disadvantage, and then a standard intelligence and wisdom saving throw. Jesus.
0: <laughs> what?
5: So, a Constitution saving throw with disadvantage. Yep. Three. Got it. And a normal wisdom and intelligence saving yep. throw, or just straight straight saving throw. Nine for intelligence, seventeen for wisdom. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got You're it. You're only going
4: it. to DM, by the way.
5: Yeah. Oh my bad. I thought I clicked everything I needed to.
3: <clears throat> okay. Uh. Roll me two D-100s separately. A D-100 and D-100.
2: I've got this caramel pumpkin wax melt going right now. It smells delicious. Does it? Yeah.
5: 62 and
2: 43.
5: Okay.
3: Uh, What was the second number? 4-3. 43. Oh. <laughs> okay. Hold on, I I have to whisper you some stuff now.
2: So there's a
5: Tarasque in your room. (laughs) (laughs) He is now your pet.
0: There's a swarm of Tarasque mosquitoes in your room.
5: Uh, Tarasque. That's more spooky than than actual (laughs) Tarasque.
3: So, that's the first thing that starts happening.
4: Oof. We're just gonna walk into Annie's room to see if as like a puddle of flesh on the floor.
3: <laughs> uh, if melt. you do not remember from the end oh, of our previous Secrets of Haggai session, Annie did not that's return right.
2: to the estate. <sighs> oh, yeah. Also, the Anvars turned into puddles of goo.
3: They did. I
2: Black thought I e- said e- Anvars.
3: Uh, yeah, that's not what we're talking about. Sam was just like, we're just gonna find it, 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 Annie as a pile of goo or something uh this is an add-on fit i'm sorry i'm focused on getting this done because uh hey there's a mechanical system none of us have ever used before it's called madness
2: hmm yeah Nice. he seems like an angry person yeah
3: so so that is those two things are currently going on uh two of you have a folder called event uh, please What's pop that, that open. Whatever the Probably highlighted section is, that will be what you read. So we're going to run through this all. All unhighlighted is going to be me as the narrator. Okay? Is everyone ready? <coughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Akertam was down on his knees, chained and bound to the walls around him. Wings of ash stretching out from his back with a broken halo of gray above his head. The stonework of the walls, floor, and ceiling gave off a claustrophobic and suffocating feeling that hung in the air. Standing opposite Vakratam Akratam is Alandra, With wings and halo of a shimmering golden hue, he spoke first.
5: The things I've done, people I've hurt, to pay my, with my life is the only way I can think of to even attempt to atone for what I've done. Alondra sat down before the cage door that separated the two.
0: But how will Dying help this? You can do so much more for them alive, striving to repay them through acts of good.
3: Hanging his head low, Annie lets out a soft chuckle while flexing against the chains, causing them to rattle with a heavy clank.
5: I suppose even now you see things better than I do, but I don't think I'm getting out of this. This is my fate.
3: A slight smile curls at the edge of Alondra's mouth.
0: We'll just have to figure things out as we go then. Just like old times.
3: In the morning, sun rising up, festivities beginning to coalesce within the city. Freedom is being sung. Bands play. Simple carnival games played. You all, in the home, awake. To a simple voice, flat and monotone, speaking out to you all, to each of you. I require your attention. I stumbled upon one of your um, compatriots last night while I was out for a walk. He seems to be in need of your attention. You recognize this as the voice of Victor. He has currently invited you to his tower.
0: Uh, Alondra will scramble to get up and start putting her armor on.
3: Ultrum oh, will get ready packing up his things. Quickly you'll find uh, Lutric. Your room is empty besides yourself. You would know that Annie did not return during the night.
2: So that's who we found then. I guess Once I'll grab ready. my stuff and probably some of Annie's stuff just in case he needs it.
3: Okay. After you all Gather your things, get prepared, get dressed. Coming downstairs, you'll see that uh, inside your little meeting room like normal, breakfast has been prepared. Malmia has prepared a lovely feast of different breakfast goods for you all. (coughs) Her and her husband are currently sat, enjoying what they have made. Would you like to have breakfast? Or do you want to go get your friend?
2: Yeah, we probably don't have time. Love Hi. breakfast.
3: Breakfast
0: sounds amazing. we uh, need to we need to move to go get Annie.
2: Okay. I'll have uh, something to go. Same.
0: Mommy, did did you find a replacement teapot? Yes, I went out
3: this morning. It was a bit busy, but I was able to find something in uh, one of the nearby blacksmithies. It wasn't so bad. Only a few silver.
2: All right. Oh.
0: She spent her own money on it.
3: Well, you assume that it was actually her teapot.
0: So, feel bad about that. Because it was our endeavors that got the teapot taken. Yeah. Yeah, no, I understand too. It was our endeavors that got the teapot taken.
2: No! (laughs) I owe you one teapot.
3: (laughs) Uh, So with that, you begin heading out, yes? Yeah. Yes. A short, brisk walk, you'll find that, again, a lot of the city streets have entertainers, have people drinking, relaxing, different stalls set up in different places. And you hear uh, criers that are kind of going along the streets, uh, stating where different other large events are being held. Uh, You would hear that there is going to be a drinking contest at the Platinum Drake. That there is a race being held down by the docks. That a competition of swordsmanship is being held at the Point Forum late in the afternoon. Upon arriving down there by the coast, passing under the bridge that attaches Oak Island to the rest of Hagheim, you find yourselves at the doorway to Victor's Tower. It is... Not large, imposing, wide enough to be semi-comfortable, bleak and weather-worn stonework going up a few flights three, till you find it steepled in a rotund, spiraling rooftop. What do you do?
0: Allie will knock on the front door.
3: Okay. Knocking on the front door, uh, you're going to see, like, a little view window seemingly appear suddenly in the door. One second, it's not there. One second, it is. And you're going to see the beady little eyes of one of the little imps kind of peering out. <sighs> you're here? Yes, for your companion. Pleasant. It's uh, going to suddenly seal itself up, and the door is going to slowly peel back naturally so, to reveal the inside of the tower. Stepping inside, it is warm, it is cozy, and unlike how Victor presents himself, it's infighting to some extent. There's the smell of incense and cinnamon in the air. But you quickly notice that the inside, very much so, is larger than the outside. You can see that Victor is in the same floors you single circular more like a living room area a fireplace is currently sitting across from two individuals Elvin in nature hiles it seems uh, a couple a male and a female they seem <clears throat> to be having tea with him to some extent uh, upon your entrance you see victor looking over to you giving you all a nod before looking back to them and stating it is truly a pleasure to meet you again But I do have some business I must attend to at this moment. It'll be short and simple. So, please stay. Standing up, he walks over to you all, giving you all a nod and a look in the eyes and says, I found your compatriot. Out in the streets in the wee morning, it was a bit odd. Um, The same ichor that came from those creatures that you had encountered in the harbor? He was covered in it. Hmm. He motions you to follow and he begins leading you down a spiral staircase that goes downward. The thing about the staircase that surprises you is that there's no hand railing and it seems to just go down into a dark void. The steps themselves, similar to within the observatory of Elen, are not affixed to anything. They're held in the air. A soft cushion of an inch and a half possibly going down before stopping under your weight. Climbing down, you find yourselves entering into a circular chamber. You don't know how far down, but it does reveal simply one thing. There are many different relics, heirlooms, old things pushed off into corners. But what you find is Annie down on his knees, staring up to... An odd statue, seemingly made of black like iron, slender, thin, skin to bone tall, legs and limbs a bit longer, claws at the tips of its fingers. But the thing that seems the most odd about it is its head. Just below where the nose should start, going up towards the rest of its head, it seems to be an open cavern. It is an odd representation of a humanoid. But as soon as it came in view, to some reason, it feels like it's watching you. That it is there. That its eyes are trained on you intently with the purpose of anger? Hate? Possibly a predator looking at prey? But you can see Annie sitting there, staring up at it wide-eyed, As you all come closer, Annie, you see it now, the thing you're staring up at. It felt like a weird dream that you were just in, but you can swear that the thing you're looking at was speaking to you. Getting to your feet, you're clean. You remember tidbits of this morning, you were a bit out of your sorts. Victor found you in an alleyway wandering. You are covered in that oil-like slick. But you don't remember how it got on you. You don't remember where you exactly went or where you were or who you met. Perception check? You roll a perception check. All of you can roll a perception check if you want. There's some neat stuff down here.
2: Oh fuck! <laughs> nope. Oh, don't worry, Sam. I not the only one. Okay. Oh. No, wow. no. Uh, all
3: right. Uh, Sam. So, you, Otram, Jordan, you mm. your pressing factor is more on Annie's current condition. Um. For the sake of it, uh, Annie, you currently have two exhaustion points.
5: You... Is there a place on our character sheet to mark that or just
3: you know I don't know if there is. I'm gonna put it under tool. There because <laughs> there was uh I know there was a version of the character sheet where they had it. I'm not certain about this one. Uh it might be in I I would see if there's no obvious place for it. Don't worry
2: about it. Put it under flaws. <laughs>
6: I'm tired.
4: What are you doing? What are you rolling?
2: He's, he's rolling. rolling. He's rolling exhaustion checks. Oh, I don't think that's how it works.
4: <laughs> Nine. No, he's he rolling to how many? Yeah, he's rolling to see how many stop. exhaustion
3: add to it. Seventeen. Lose
4: one. Of uh,
5: remember seven. two exhaustion points. Don't worry
3: about it. Uh, so uh, you three are very focused on Annie he looks tired he looks exhausted and something you do notice though the ichor or the staining has been cleaned at the very tips of his fingers it's still slightly black Lutrik, Asher Annie looking around this place is full of Things you're not certain if they're archaeological like archaeology esque artifacts, if they have some importance to him, or if this is something where he stores things until people come to get them, but that statue is definitely not the weirdest thing here he has what seems to be a standing candle, a candelabra of some kind, that instead of candles, there are floating crystals of orange-like energy that give off a gentle, warm glow. There is a crystalline skull that is seemingly harmlessly floating around in the air, going into the dark void that is upwards and then kind of bobbing back down, watching and then going back up. And you feel... The constant presence of eyes. Not just from the statue, but from other things. You don't know what this place is. You do notice a few doors down here. But you assume that Victor uses this for... Something. Still standing on the last step of the stairway, his hands folded together. I hope you understand. Arrangement. It is... Paramount to me in this situation. I hope you understand that I did aid you in your fight. It would have been quite disappointing to see two of you die so quickly into our arrangement. I have also captured the one who returned to me. But I do not know where the four that seemingly still are in the city are, at least for now.
2: Thank you for your help in
3: this. We did recover something. Uh,
4: Something that we, none of us are able to decipher. If you don't mind taking a look at it. Certainly do you have this with you. I actually don't know who took it, but I'm just going to assume that I did. And hand him the letter that was on Redvar, or that was floating in the water.
3: He's going to begin looking it over. He is going to uh, begin moving, taking off the last step. Uh, He's going to go to one of the doors that are down here. It's going to swing open for him. And he's going to stop in the doorway, look over his shoulder, follow me. I assume you would like to be able to ask questions to one of those that, well, we're seeking? Yes. He continues down a hallway. You all following, it will lead you to what appears to be a form of jail cell, where you'll find one of the Anvars, but you're going to notice the weird kind of bramble of arcane energy wrapped around them, it seemingly causing them intense pain their form shifting from Anvar to that weird, leathery-skinned version of a humanoid. You'd like to ask them a question, you can. I don't know if they'll be honest.
0: Uh, Is there anything preventing that? Is there, they're in a cage?
3: Uh, They're not in a cage, but there is something definitely holding them where they are, which is that, like, arcane bramble that's wrapped around them.
0: Uh, upon him saying, I don't know if they'll be truthful, Allie will, uh, pull a small little wrapped cloth out of her bag and unwrap it to reveal seven lemon bars. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And, uh, take one and walk over and forcibly shove it in its mouth. Okay.
4: Perfect use.
0: Uh, inspiration?
5: Yeah, that's really fucking clever.
3: <laughs> yeah, I would. I, I'd second that. So, get two luck points. Also, because of the Halloween one shot, remember the luck points that you were awarded. I,
2: I added them. Okay. I
3: technically wasn't awarded any, but <laughs> well, maybe you need to do better, Sam. Yeah. Wow. Damn. <laughs> but, uh. Ali will, I I will say, given the amount of pain he is and the the inability to wriggle,
0: I'd say you'd be able to do that. Okay, and then Ali's kind of, all right, he should be fairly truthful if anyone has a question. Why is the
2: Armada after us?
3: He is going to respond in a language none of you know. Damn it.
2: (laughs) well uh anyone else make that out i did
0: victor did you did you get that
3: uh victor is still looking through the letter he's going to look up to you Allie, and he's going to say uh from what i can gather simply saying that it should be obvious that you kicked a hornet's nest and you should expect the hornets
0: uh victor what language is he speaking
3: it is a language from another realm technically it is known to be spoken by
0: uh,
3: some of the worst types of creatures you'd find in the depths it's more formally known as deep speech
0: i see we might need your help again when he speaks i assume so all right so the amada is pretty upset
4: no, we did hijack a ship from them.
0: Yeah.
4: Uh Otrim will turn to the side up, Anwar. How did you gather all of
3: our information? Again, he's going to speak in this language. Ultram will turn to Victor. Uh Victor is going to begin folding up the letter. Victor is going to look at the creature say a simple word, which is perish, and you're going to watch it melt into goo. Oh.
4: Well. There go the questions.
3: He is going to hold up the letter and say, I did not know this. It seems that the Flayer is working with demon cults.
0: To Does the letter mention what they were looking for in our house when they robbed us?
3: No, I'm going to assume more often than not that was just vindictive behaviors.
0: Hey, may not have been a horrible question.
3: But, this one arrived here before the robbery at your place occurred. Hmm. I think, from what I just read, the flayer is dabbling in what would we call ascension? When a mortal tries to attain godhood, things don't go well.
0: Is is that even possible?
3: It is. It is a tribulus Tribulous? That's not even a word, what the fuck? Uh, it is trivial. Not trivial. <laughs>
0: Tribunal.
3: It is a very difficult, very horrible process to go through.
0: Uh, Arduous.
3: That is the word, thank you.
5: The
7: chance Uh, of it
5: working out is very slim.
0: what, What do we do about that, Victor?
5: Has anyone ever achieved it that you know of?
3: From what I've read, he's not going the way of any others. He's not going treaded paths. He's trying to do something that makes, in essence to me, no sense. Making pacts, deals with demon and devil cults, accruing favor with them, it doesn't make sense.
0: Well, if he made enough deals and accumulated enough power to ultimately surpass everybody individually that he was making these deals with. At the end, ultimately, I don't know if he would be held accountable on his half when he could just kill whoever he made the deal with and retain all of the power.
5: Um, do demon cults and clans have like uh, like, mannerisms, I basically what I'm asking, could one of them be the same one that I technically made a deal with?
3: There is a good chance. Depending on the cult, depending on its prima factor, basically its figure, depends on what they do. There are those that worship the... The cardinal sins. Pride, lust, wrath, gluttony, envy, things like that. There are those that strike out for the horsemen. There are those who strike out for the gods of the brimstone crypts. It depends. Some devils or demons that accrue enough power in their own right may get a cult of their own. It, It depends. I have no knowledge. I know that there are things here. I know there are things nearby. I've never dealt with them. I've kept primarily to myself, and whoever comes to work with me get my attention.
5: It might be safe to assume, guys, that uh, one of the cults, like the one in Hagheim, uh, that worships the horseman, is one that he's working with most likely yeah
2: you guys have more knowledge about these cults than i do so
0: is there a way we could learn more about the cults so that we know what to keep an eye out for that would be
3: asking to peer behind a shadowed veil the
0: veil
6: yeah
3: the secret that's fair for a very good reason the one person I can think of that you may want to see aid from, I know he's in the city, I know you have a connection, and he's dealt with things like this previously. I think is um, Jonathan Sabercane. Detective, if I remember his title correctly.
2: Yeah, we've heard of him.
3: <laughs> uh... Victor is just going to slide his vision over to Luching, but I would sure
5: hope you had. If worse comes to worse, we could also do a more forceful method of going through my memories, if that's possible, even. Uh, He is
3: going to look you dead in the eyes if you want to fuck yourself even further. Go ahead. The method that you were using the night prior, that could kill you, or that could make you Forget
4: everything. Sifting through memories, eh,
5: Annie? Each their own.
3: You want a simpler and more exact process, I know of a way. But this favor... ...tows a heavy consideration. To be quite honest, I do believe our relationship is already tilted in my favor. I assisted you the night prior. I kept two of you alive. And I caused one of your O's great pain. I captured this one, and I seek already the other four. If they survived the night.
2: Why would they have not survived? Why was
3: he covered in ichor? Fair enough. (laughs) I will recommend finding some service to get your weapon identified again. I think something may have changed, if my fears are accurate.
4: I can help with that, Annie. But in the meantime...
3: I also recommend, whatever you're facing, they are probably watching. From what I understand, you've probably tipped your hand in some way, undoubtedly. Try to enjoy the festivities. Don't show them that you know that they might be looking for you, watching, or seeking your family. I also do have a scrap of paper that might be interest to one of you. I do believe the names contained upon it are that of... Your family, Asher, Gersis Falrik, Fenro, a uh, person by the name of Zarin, even. I could hold on to this if you do not want it.
7: Is he, is he holding it out?
3: Yes, he has it in his hand. I, I, I'll
7: take it. Asher, take it.
3: Okay, he'll hand it to you. Uh, Victor will lean in slowly and whisper to Asher, I can sense that that mask has done something again, hasn't it? An evolving curse is quite unique, only used to punish those for specific reasons. I wonder why you are being punished this way. And Victor will begin to ascend the staircase.
0: Victor, is there anything that you need that we can help rebalance our partnership?
3: I'll figure something out, Alondra, do not worry. Balance comes with peace. And for our benefits together, peace is our only true option.
0: Alright.
2: I think we should probably go.
0: Yeah. Well, before we leave, is there anything that we need to talk about that we wouldn't want anybody to hear or watch us do? Because I very, very much doubt that people are able to watch Victor in here. Which means if there's any kind of talk we want to have In private, in true private. Now might be the time to do it. I think I'm good.
2: Yeah. (laughs) For me, no. Yeah, not really. Do you have something you
0: wanted to say, Allie? Annie, you need to be careful moving forward. More careful than you have been. We are all here together as a team to work together. And if you need help with something, please allow us to aid you. I'll keep it in mind. I know you're used to doing things alone, but times are changing. Alright, let's get going.
2: Leave the creepy lost and found.
3: Ascending the stairway, uh, you will find uh, Victor entertaining again the high elf man and woman. Uh, you'll see that the uh, gentleman is wearing some nice um, kind of dark grey silver robes, long black hair. The woman next to him, uh, similar kind of auburn locks, uh, gentle smile. Uh, and you're going to catch at the tail of Victor saying something along the lines of, it is, it is, of course, a pleasure to meet the brother of my former mentor. Uh, he's going to take a look back, seeing you all have arrived, and, um, he's going to look to them saying, Of course, if you would like, um, You can now go down to see the, uh, what you could say, his parting gift from when he left. Uh, They had to have some conversation, but um, that is done, if you'd like. You can go down there. Uh, They nod. uh, Walking past you all, they give you a, a respectable nod and smile before heading downstairs. The door shutting behind them. All right. I do have a thought of something. Something I need done. It does not need to be done now. By any means. A... You could say client of mine. Armand. Emberhand? I believe you've had dealings in the past. A meeting of some kind? I believe currently he's cursed to some extent. But... I know where his curse is technically coming from. It's not actually magic. It's just well-trained birds. There is a ranger in the city. Known for treating and tempering the temperament of animals. Bangail. He's a lizard folk. Usually um, resides somewhere around and Salmon. Uh, as of recent, I believe he's been working by the counter. Discuss with him why he's doing it. Figure out what lead there is at when you can. It doesn't need to be done now. Armin will survive. It's just... A favor for a favor, of course. And I owe him a favor for something done for me.
2: Alright, we'll look into it.
3: Good day. Sorry for the
0: inconvenience.
3: It isn't an inconvenience. Alright. Enjoy the festival. You too. I'm Sir I I want to know, uh, Asher, how are you dealing with the fact that your eyes are inside of a mask?
7: As of right now? Yeah. Not the best. Uh, well. Did you put the mask back? On? I would. I would not have previously. I would have been holding on to it.
3: Yeah. I just still love the imagery of
2: Asher using it like a lantern. Well, he's, yeah, he's headless horsemening it.
3: <laughs> All right, you should is... hold it above your head to make you seem taller. <laughs> oh! So you guys exit from the tower. Nice. Really kind of warm day not too bad especially with the last couple of days that have had kind of recurring rain the festivities are afoot there's meat pie stands funnel cake stands ring toss dart throw javelinry archery uh there's a wheelbarrow race somewhere going on in the city too at some point
0: uh i have an errand that i would like somebody preferably otram to aid me with.
4: I- I did have plans, but that depends
0: on the matter of this errand. I'm trying to acquire something for what I assume is spellcasting, and delivering it to a new friend. What? I'm finding something that I assume is some kind of ingredient for spellcasting, Okay. and I need to deliver it to a new friend I And I think I've seen you do the most magic out of everybody here. Well, I mean, I am a war wizard, but.
4: Uh, <clears throat> what is this ingredient?
0: Uh, it is black coral.
3: History check. That'd be an arcana check.
0: Arcana. Arcana
3: check. Fuck. <laughs> Ooh. Shots, well,
0: shots, 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 shots. I just. Uh, That's anyone.
3: Bad. Remember, if you read the rules, some things have changed. Yeah, I should read the captaining rules. Oh, Captain, my Captain! You can take a shot to allow another player to reroll, but you cannot take a shot for yourself. For yourself. Oh! Right. Each player besides yourself can take only one shot to aid a reroll.
2: I'll have to grab shot glass and something oh, to Looks like do a shot of. Or did, or did Tyler? Tyler? No, and Andy. I, I
0: think <laughs> I think he was uh he was called.
3: Uh, I remember
4: because a coup
0: de, de grace
3: can only be done against a helpless opponent. <laughs> <laughs> Got
0: it. Coup de grace allows no, you to take no, shots for other people. No! It's not a- No! <laughs> I wish to coup de grace my liver as it is a helpless opponent.
2: Sam, come on. It's I love- Cop de Grace. Was- cop de Grace. I'm going to go next to that one. It's going to go Cop de
3: rock, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, we're an hour in, so I guess I should probably do this at some point.
4: Da,
2: da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just a late title card yeah (laughs)
4: late yeah i'm at max nut there you go (laughs) okay
2: did you really want to re-roll it sam no it's it's fine okay we can figure it out black coral grows in trees
3: (laughs) Uh, but uh sam you'll know that uh as far as you know black coral is it doesn't sound like a natural substance so, if we're talking more of a magical substance, then we're most likely
4: going to look for a place that would sell it, which would be. Why do I always forget the name? Where's the map band flip?
0: You talking man about the man curio man. shop?
2: No. I was talking about. The wretched urchin. Exactly, yes. They've got assume... urchins, they probably have other aquatic things.
0: I assume it would probably be somewhere near the harbor.
2: Would you assume
5: that it is? I, I I don't know. This could be like coal, another name for coal. Shit like
4: that. But if it's magical in nature, that means it doesn't usually get
0: produced by nature. I just figured it would be a good place to start asking.
3: Uh, Lewis, you were told where?
6: Well, I was told
0: the harbor, right? Yeah. yeah.
3: Okay, we can go with what Okay, yeah, so we got some people heading to the harbor. What are the rest of you doing? Pied contest? I'm
2: gonna we f- go to the bathroom. Uh what else was going on? Uh there's uh
3: foot race happening somewhere in the city, bull barrel race, uh drinking contest, platinum dragon, uh there's pieing contest somewhere. Uh there's also a uh, a duelist. Tournament technically happening somewhere in the city at the Point Forum. It's already afternoon.
2: After last
3: night, yeah.
2: <laughs> After the week that was yesterday,
3: the five plus sessions, yeah.
2: No, I could go for some pie. I didn't have much for breakfast, so jeez.
3: Oh, I'm gonna go back to the
1: the manor. Okay. I'm probably gonna go to the Shrine of Oberon.
3: Okay. Asher, where were you gonna go, bud?
7: Is that starting now?
3: <sighs> <laughs> I don't know. Probably. <laughs> so I'm guessing we got someone heading to duel. We got someone heading back home for nap nap time. We got someone heading for a pieing contest. We got someone going to Frog Park, <laughs> and we got two people heading to the harbor. Uh, Give me some D20 rolls. Huh? Three. 20. Yeah,
2: 20. Seven. Allie and Annie. Seven. Um, Allie, you can go before.
3: Let's start with, of course, our boy Jordan. God wants me to go first. (laughs) Uh, Along the way, again, the atmosphere and the attitude of Hagheim seems quite different than normal. It's. lively it's friendly it's open it's inviting there are stands for different food set up uh there's little trinkets little games for like toss you know ring bottle throw ball bottles a lot of bottle games you're starting to notice but uh it seems to be a hagheim special to some extent you'll arrive at the park and from the last couple of days of you visiting, the park looks much the same. Arriving at the shrine, what what are you doing, bud?
1: Well, let's see. I'm just going to analyze the park a little bit more.
3: Okay, give with... me an investigation check.
1: Yeah. Are
3: you using are you using like an ability or something to help with that or?
1: Um I forgot what that ability is called. Hold huh? on, let me go check my notes.
3: Divine sentence.
1: Divine... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can use a divine sense then.
3: Jordan, previous times you've been here, using your divine sense, you expand your senses. And oddly, unlike the previous time you did that here, where you felt yourself being compassed by black goo, icker, like sinking down into quicksand, this time you don't get that sensation, though. The feeling is still in the back of your mind that it's happening, that something around you is encompassing your entire body. The thing that you've never had happen or even really taken notice of previously is, again, the the park is full of frogs of varying sizes, and of course, as frogs are, their are bulging eyes on the sides, just peering at you know two different places. You notice. You're kind of by where the little pond is. And you see frogs on the log and on the ground, swimming across the water. If this was any other park and you had no knowledge of what was going on here, this would be very peaceful. Well, except for the slow focusing of all the frogs' eyes onto you in an unnatural way. All their eyes intently watching you as you expanded your divine sense out to get this feeling of... Something there's the slight smell of sulphur and the taste of brimstone upon your tongue. This place feels very unwelcoming now, All right.
1: Sorry if I'm taking a little while. I'm trying to um it's a little bit embarrassing. I'm trying to remember the the half name
3: uh Garn
1: Garn yep. I'm right, gonna write that real quick. Uh, I try to find, uh, Garn, like, immediately.
3: Uh, you remember from a few days prior, uh, when a druid from the Enclave, a Earth Genasi woman by the name of Amethyst, told you that Garn had been hospitalized and taken to the Enclave on Oak Island for treatment. Is
1: it at the same place, uh, is it at the same place, Druid Alcove, the number 63? Yep. Okay, I rush there.
3: Okay backtracking passing by asher as he's at the point form currently waiting for some duels to happen you cross the bridge oak island a lot more peaceful though it much resembles the park you can see that there are many different druids this seems to be where they call home uh and there are some small buildings set up by trees your time previous here In the past couple of days, you go to where you know where they have their infirmary. There you will find Garn. Splotches over his skin of black and purplish hue, somewhat bruised-like or disease-ridden. He's unconscious, heavily sweating, and you can see a gnomish woman there. Uh, She will look up to you, seeing you there give you a nod and call for a uh, another woman by the name of Ashanti a wood elven woman long beautiful brown locks that go down to the small of her back braided wearing green and orange colored robes decorated with the symbols of flowers embroidered upon them Uh, She smiles and says, you're Jordan, correct? Uh, You were one of the people who has recently been assisting Garan with the park.
1: Yes. What has happened?
3: As we had told you previously, we don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. It's fine. Some kind of disease has taken him. We have been informed of your findings with Garan about what is currently going on in the park, but we do not know what the omen that resides there is, or why?
1: All right, Davis, out of character. Yeah. Okay. So, how much does how much does how much does Jordan know, or and um Ashanti know? Because I didn't th- I didn't remember talking to her. So, what 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 all went on at,
3: that so, time? If you remember, we talked about this. While the Jordan right. was doing his training, he was still looking into the park. Yeah. Garn got sick. Druids took care of him. Ashanti was the one who was told by you, through the authority of the state what was going on. The idea is, is that the park is seemingly infected by something. An omen of some kind, they've been calling it. Uh, it seems demonic or other planar in nature. And it seems to have been affecting Garren mentally. That's why when you first had met him, he struck out aggressively towards you. No one understands what the connection is, but something that you and the Druids have noticed since his departure from the park and his internment in the infirmary, the population of the frogs in the park have grown exponentially. Uh, Think of this like in a normal park. Like, uh, there'd be like, what, 30, 35 like geese or swans at a park, Uh, think of it over the course of two days, the 30 became 300. Okay.
1: All right, yeah, not that much I remember from yesterday.
3: Yep. A lot of frogs. And no one knows why.
1: Well, I'm going to relate this to what, you know, what I discovered within the garden to her. Well, this is...
3: You you both know it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Basically, Jordan has been going to go train at the Cathedral of Korgak and then stopping by and being like, hey, updates? Oh, okay, yeah. I'm. All right. Yeah.
1: yeah Don't worry about it. Was...
3: Yeah. Yeah. You got all caught, you know, caught up with that, so.
1: Because I was writing the notes like a motherfucker uh, because sorry.
3: of it. Yeah. Uh, she will offer you a uh, nut bread. Thank you.
1: I'm at MaxNut. You are
2: were... <laughs> yeah, as up. soon as you said nut bread I mean,
5: where going. Uh, can can we uh, get you now saying uh you're at max nut bread? No thank you. <laughs> After that shit
3: show, no thank you. That sounds ominous. What do you <laughs> Failed mean? Failed
5: opportunities.
3: But uh, she offers you some food and says uh, she is certain that if Garn were here and conscious that he would want you to enjoy the current festivities. It isn't often that Hegheim gets to celebrate something and freedom is something to always celebrate. And then she tells you that there's a sword duel happening across the bridge. Yeah, I'm
1: not that interested in that. Okay. But I can, yeah, I can go check, I guess. The festivals. I'm just more concerned about
3: Garan's health. And then she stabs him. Well, he's dead now. Go enjoy the festival. Okay,
1: I know, <laughs> I know, I know that this is a me, but come what? on, man.
3: Me? Me?
4: No. Yeah. Oh, No, you did Coop de Grace.
5: <laughs> I, I. All
1: right. I'll go to the festivals. Um, if there's any further updates, please let me know.
0: With
3: that uh we are going to smash cut. Lutrick, using your acute sense of smell, you have tracked down
2: Surely I could have looked at a poster or something. Pie
3: eating. No, it's all smell. Uh. You tracked down the pie eating contest which is happening on uh what is it uh the major bridge which is bridge 36 right there for whatever <laughs> reason. I don't Wait, Is it the south one or the north one? The south one. I don't know why they have two bridges as the same thing. Because the bottom, the south bridge for 36, is supposed to be like a bridge full of shops. Mm-hmm. So it's like a bridge marketplace. But for whatever reason, it's just labeled the same thing. I don't know.
2: It's weird. Do you mean like uh, a marketplace on a bridge? Yeah, or a marketplace yeah. that sells bridges? Might be both.
0: <laughs> okay. Are all the events happening on bridges?
3: No. Alright, just checking. First off, the point form isn't a bridge. Well, you said it was a bridge. I said across the bridge, Ah. there's happening a duel. But here is a pie in contest, populated by many different peoples. Some older sailors, some younger peoples. You find, though, that there is a pair of dwarves here, though only one of them seems to want to participate. It seems that the female of the pair is berating the other one for doing something stupid, which is getting drunk and wanting to then eat pie.
2: That doesn't sound stupid.
3: Uh, It seems that the male dwarf is a dwarf by the name of Umdor. It seems to be a brother and sister pair. You're going to participate, correct?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not coming all the way over here to watch people eat pie. (laughs) Being... (laughs) 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 pie.
3: <laughs> <laughs> being the last one to join you'll be put on the end next to umdor uh he's going to look over and you say hey you like pie eh i i suppose <laughs> what's your name lutrik what's yours Uh, name's umdor umdor Jim striker part of the miners in the city uh, you're, uh, you're one of those, uh, type that came in on the flaming ship, yeah? Yes, yeah, that would, that's, yeah. <laughs> Great! I met another one of you a couple nights ago. Um, I don't remember his name. A
2: pretty by handsome himself. fellow. Yeah, by himself. Uh, Likes Jordan? to drink. Oh. Ultram? I don't know if he drinks.
3: It could have been Ultram, I suppose. I don't know. What a pleasure to meet you.
2: Nice to meet you, too.
3: With a quick announcement, the host of this Pieting contest calls for the crowd to calm, to finish placing their bets, and the first oh, round of pies come out. Roll me a constitution saving throw.
4: Oh, it turns or- out these pies are uh, just like jello shots are a thing. These are pie
0: shots. The dwarf looks up and says, if you had a chance to change your weight, would you? <laughs> Hi, Vsauce. <laughs> Alright.
3: Anyone would, uh, does anyone want to champion a shot at all? Oh.
2: No, Tyler sorry. won't, because I want to acknowledge someone called him handsome. <laughs> <laughs> Alright.
3: Uh, a very quick round. Uh, not a large pie, small kind of, si- single serving pie. Uh, this is a savory meat pie, with a rosemary and thyme crust. Uh, it goes down all right, but scarfing it down, uh, like it kind of chokes you up a little bit. You pass the first round. Roll me another Constitution saving
2: throw. I'm gonna add five luck points to this. Got it. Jesus. <laughs> Didn't need it. That was overkill.
3: <laughs> okay. Uh, the second pie, a little bit bigger, is a very sweet and tart blackberry and raspberry pie. Scarfing this down quickly, uh, it went down a lot easier, probably because of the uh, nice syrupy jam that's in there. Third round comes out. Roll me a constitution same throw. Okay. Okay. Uh, this time around is a much larger and thicker version of the first one, the mincemeat pie. You struggle a little bit towards the end just because of how much pie it is. You have berries and meat juice smeared across your hands, your face, in your luxurious beard. As uh, taking a pause now, you're able to kind of look down the table. You'll notice that half of those who are there, no, Dave, not (laughs) shmeat juice. Jesus. (laughs) This dude
2: thinks he can say stuff
3: because like, hey, if I type it, then it won't be bad. They won't get a okay.
2: sound notification about it. I didn't think you were gonna put me in the spot like this. I always put you on the
3: spot. <laughs> so, uh, noticing half of the contestants of the pie contest are done, Umdor is just woofing pies. Woofing pies down. Uh, roll me I don't a know you, dog. Shut up. Roll <laughs> me a Constitution saving throw. <laughs> He's a
2: uh... oh. <laughs> <laughs> say he's one of those shape changing druids.
5: <laughs> only someone
2: would champion a shot for you.
5: Sad
3: day. Does anyone feel like being merciful? Uh, I'll do
4: <laughs> one. Uh, only only one tonight too, because I I don't know. I'm
7: just like tired <laughs> and I don't feel like getting. Amber
4: or anything,
7: so I'll be right back. Oh man, I thought it was gonna be a a sober session.
6: (laughs)
4: Oh no, never (laughs) a sober session. A dry session. A
0: A dry session. (laughs) Taylor, quick, give some of your pies
3: to
2: Joey. Nah, he only wants. Only if
3: Taylor was playing a Beastmaster Ranger where he could have an animal companion help him.
2: Hey, you could have made that happen during the one-shot.
3: No, see, I didn't want to force something onto someone like that. I want you to choose it of your own volition.
2: I'm not going to choose for you to kill my pet.
3: (laughs) Taylor, I'm not some kind of monster who causes people to kill their- I'm not some kind of monster who'd kill an animal companion in a and d game. Yeah, yeah,
2: uh-huh.
0: So can the Beastmaster Ranger uh, get a new pet?
3: Yeah. It's part of the rule set that if their animal companion dies, that they can do something to revive them.
2: Now that they're forced to switch Ranger class.
0: <laughs> how, many, how many times?
3: How many times? Yeah. It's an indefinite thing, but it's not like you can revive them to be like, "I'm going to do it again." Right there, it's <laughs> if they've passed, you can bring them back.
2: Sure, boy, uh, catch right. the dynamite. <laughs> even from even from old age. <laughs>
3: uh, animal companions are treated more like a uh, unaging Summon. entity. Yeah, because once they become an animal companion, they don't quote unquote age. Like button. Yeah, whoever that is. Your Bat? Oh, my familiar. I'm sorry. I repressed the memories of Button because Button died three times.
0: I don't, I don't hey, think I remember him dying Jesus. once.
3: Yeah, he got shot three times by Drow three times.
0: You'd think after a while you'd stop bringing Button to the meetings. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So with the 17 on your con save, uh, (laughs) Lutric, my pie saving throw. uh, You begin eating this pie, and you begin realizing very quickly that this pie is extremely salty. Like whatever they use to make the crust, they probably use salt water instead of fresh water. And whatever they use to cook the, what is this fish? Is this a fish pie? Ah, salt water, not fresh water. Now you got fish goo all over. You smell like a fish. Oh. Between you, Umdor, and a very large Minotaur man, the final round of pies come. Roll me constantly through a disadvantage, as this oh. is the biggest of the pies. The king pie. Pie-flavored pie. It's a mixture of all of the pies so far.
0: King pie. Even you mince have meat more luck points to burn? Mincemeat,
3: berry, and... <laughs> Mm, You know
2: what? I can't think of anything that's more important than this roll right here. I'm going to spend another five
0: luck points. Oof. Okay. (laughs) I will spend two of my luck points to give him a plus one. Nice. Okay, so a total of a six. (laughs) Eighteen.
3: Damn. So he won, right? As you begin eating the pie with your hands... Almost immediately, the mixture of flavors causes the Minotaur Man to vomit and pass out. Nice. About two-thirds of the way through, you and Umdor racing. Umdor stops, takes a moment, goes, Nope, I'm done. I'm done. Alright. I tap out. He gets up slowly, finds a bucket, and begins to vomit. (laughs) Lutrik, you have won the pie-eating contest. You are awarded with the pie eating contest winner's belt. Oh, <laughs> another pie!
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. The mega pie.
3: Upon putting it on, it fits just right. <laughs> you get a plus one to your constitution saving throw. Ooh. For wearing this belt. Nice. And they award you the golden pie. It's another pie. Oh, there uh, you go. It's, it's like it the cool. food. It's like the food color spray. They just sprayed gold all over the top of it, but it's just a normal oh, pie. Witness this pie. It's a cherry and blueberry <laughs> yeah. pie. Oh,
2: that's, that'd be all right. Not right now, though.
3: <laughs> okay, you 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 I'm not you, gonna,
0: you not gonna eat this. No, you <laughs>
2: should
3: eat it,
4: and then you'd throw up, and they'd be like, "All right, we're taking the belt back." <laughs> what you would
0: throw up? You have a plus one to con save.
2: Your disappointment to pie enthusiasts <laughs> everywhere. Give us that belt back. How dare you? Adding pie-eating belt to my inventory.
3: <laughs> Got it. It weighs five
2: pounds. Ah. It's made of lead. And it shouldn't oh. be made of lead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm immune to x-ray damage oh. now. All it took was ten luck points.
0: <laughs> Twelve.
2: Oh, yeah.
3: Smash cut after Lutrick's amazing demolishing of the pie-eating contest. Allie and Odrum, you find yourselves down by the harbor, the Fishmongers Guild houses. Uh, upon arriving on these docks, uh, you can see it's fairly scarcely scarcely staffed. Not many fishermen are out currently. It seems that many of them are enjoying the festivities. Seems that whoever here is currently are mostly just counting the stock of what they caught probably the day prior or this morning. Uh, There's a a stout-looking dwarf fellow. uh, Ebony skin, kind of scarred in some places, but it seems he's definitely spent a lot of time outside. Probably up there in age. uh, Shaved head, kind of big bushy eyebrows, nice deep green eyes. As he notices you, he kind of turns and you can see a uh, nice bushy goatee for facial hair as he turns and says, Hey, need something? Looking for fish? Uh,
0: Very similar. We're looking for uh, a substance known as black coral. Do you know what that is or where to find it? Roll me a persuasion check. Handsome? <laughs> <laughs> Teehee. Sixteen?
3: <laughs> yeah. 16, uh, he's gonna kind of look you over and go, Has someone been blabbing about the black coral again?
0: I mean, I had to go through a lot to find out about it, so I don't think somebody's just, like, casually talking about it. all
3: oh. alrighty. Name's Shaw. It's a pleasure to meet you.
0: Nice to meet you, Shaw. I'm Ali, and this is Otram the Great.
3: Uh, he looks over to Otram. Huh. <laughs> Not the actual title, but alright. Got it. Uh, so, black coral, how
0: much you looking for? What Can you tell me what it's used for, and what the normal amount people usually buy is? Um,
3: black coral's been something we've been dragging up in our nets recently. Past couple of months. Uh, we don't really know why. All we know is that if we leave it in a barrel of fish, the fish get bigger. Whoa. So we've been doing that. That's really that. cool, Shaw. Yeah. Um, I don't really know any selling price for it, but I'll give you, like, a chunk of it for, like, 10 silver.
0: Wow. Can I Can I insight if that's a great deal? Sure, yeah.
3: 19? 19 insight. You get the feeling that Shad like, doesn't really know if this has a marketable value besides, admittedly, what they've been using it for. You're assuming that you're probably the first person to really kind of come acquiring to buy some and you seemed friendly enough that he's kind of being friendly and just being like ah, 10 silver i'll give you a chunk
0: how how big of a chunk shop uh
3: like a skipping stone size as he just reaches into a barrel like elbow deep and pulls out like a decently sized like little chunk i see yeah how,
0: could i get three of those for 10 silver
3: uh, Since it's for a friend of mine.
0: Ten silver each. That seems kind of like... Well, you know what, Shaw? You drive a hard bargain. I will give him ten silver for the one chunk.
3: Alrighty. Hands it over. Um, I'd be careful with it. Uh, Just so you know, by the end of the day, that will dissolve. Wherever you're trying to get it to, get it to as soon as you can.
0: I will wrap it in something... And tell Shah thank you, and um, and tell Otram we need to run.
3: Uh,
0: well, this is all stuff for you, isn't it? All right. Thank you very much for helping me find the black coral, and I run. Alrighty. As fast as I can. I tell Otram before I do. I'm like Otram, if I if I don't come back, uh, tell Annie to be careful, and I immediately run after that.
3: Uh, Shaw's just gonna look after Allie and then look over to Otrum. Son, I don't know nothing about your girlfriend or whatever, but you should probably run after her instead of just letting her do whatever the fuck that's going on.
4: First off, not girlfriend.
3: Second off, okay, your wife. I don't know. She can
4: take hold her role there, lover boy. She can take care of herself. I have things that I need to attend to, other than just following her around the whole
3: day. Man, you're a bad husband.
4: <laughs> oh, Chip's going to. Well, actually, hang on. G- can I see one of the black coral real quick?
3: Give me ten silver. To look. Yeah, I'm getting the feeling that you're one of them um, book learned magicy types. Ten silver, please.
0: That seems kind of. That seems like profiling. I would say if I was there.
4: Yeah. No. All right. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for your help, Drop. <laughs> All right, Allie, where are you heading to? I'm heading to the woods where I last saw. You mean Nettie. the swamp? The swamp. The swamp. Yeah. I don't know where she lives, but she told me that when I needed uh, to find her, I would, I would, I would. You would. So, yes.
3: I'm going I'm to so, <laughs> do so that. So following her instructions, going into the swamp and just running, thinking of where you need to go. In about ten minutes of wandering, you will stumble upon again the small cabin that is Nettie's. The what? door already open, and you can hear a soft humming coming from inside.
0: I enter.
3: Entering in, again, you find the similar setting that you had previously. The small cabin letting into a much larger and comfier, but somewhat creepy still, hut. Inside, there are many different things, but you can sense that Things are a little packed up as Nettie is pouring some whatever is in her cauldron, a liquid of some kind, into small potion bottles, stoppering them up and then uh, putting them with a smaller crate next to a large cloth like block is the best way you could describe it. She's going to look over, a slow smile coming to her as she says, oh, it's a pleasure to see you again. I assume you came for something, or to deliver something of mine?
0: Yeah, I, uh, I will unwrap the black coral and hand it to Nettie. Nettie, are you, are you packing up and moving, or...?
3: Oh, no. I do fortunes for the
7: festivities.
3: Oh. Yes. Would you like to assist me getting yes. my things into the city? Yes. <laughs> that would be very... Helpful as uh, she motions to the like box, you assume kind of crate that has the cloth. Uh, picking it up feels fairly heavy, but soon you hear a tip a tapping coming from behind you towards the doorway. Turning back, you see a dwarven gentleman wooden legs, frayed out red hair, and a crazy look in his eyes.
0: Howdy, how are you? Nenny, it's the swamp man. Yes, that—that that is, yes.
3: Something I did not previously mention to you, but, um, Willie is my husband. Oh. As you hear tip-tap, 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 tip, tap, tip, tap, tip tap, him coming in as he picks up the crate of bottles and exits, uh, as soon as he steps out into the actual swamp, in a blur of his form, you watch as Willie disappears from where he was standing.
0: Man, it must be hard to have a conversation with him.
3: Well, boggles tend to move quite fast when they want.
0: I don't know what that means. Um, um
3: he, um, it's complicated. Let's just say that he experiences the world a bit quicker than us. Is it like a drug thing? Nope. Uh, she lifts up a few of her things and steps out with you. Again, within her hut, she has this large looming figure but as soon as she steps out she takes on more of a form of what you assume to be uh swamp grandma neat and with you at her side
0: does my form change no
3: no with you at her side linking arm in arm she walks back with you uh asking about how you got the coral just asking general questions about it uh asking you about the nice man who gave it to you shaw As you return back to Hegheim, smash cut as this is going on. Otram, you have business to attend to? Yeah, (laughs) I'm still level two and halfway
4: completed my training. So I was going to go to the Temple of Ergen
3: to finish up my current spellcasting. Heading back to the Temple of Ergen, saying hello to the head priest. Going back into the other archives... Sitting down and beginning the work on your arcane symbols, you're going to hear a soft poof, a small clawed hand gently tap your hand, and a note of paper flutter down and land in front of you. Picking it up and opening it, you'll have a note from Victor. As part of my thanks for the things that have been done, for the things to be done, and our arrangement, this place has many resources and you can find much knowledge. But no one here is much like us. If you need assistance, if you need help, or if you need a quiet place away from prying eyes and unwanted visitors, my study, my tower, is open to you. Okay. With that... Oh, yeah. oh I didn't know if you were going well, to continue here or not.
4: Uh, Ultram will pack up his things, and he would start heading to the towers if he he remembered that he was going to try and meet okira here okay so he will wait a brief moment to see if she arrives if not then he does want to finish up his training today
3: okay waiting a bit uh in time you're going to see someone enter into the temple uh they are going to have a small folded up piece of paper is going to look around. Upon noticing you, they're going to walk up to you and this over as they appear to be a courier within Hagheim and they leave. Opening the note, uh, seems... So many notes. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so many notes. Uh, this seems to be from your sister, Okira. Uh, she tells you that, uh, sorry, I am a bit swept up currently. There is a drinking contest that one of my colleagues has entered me into and I can't really back down from this... Challenge. If you would like to meet, you can meet me at the Platinum Dragon. Till then, later tonight, I will be present there as well. Ah,
4: okay. <laughs> to Victor's Tower. Alright. To finish up finally hitting level 3.
3: <laughs> uh, upon arriving at Victor's Tower, uh, again, Doral peeled back, but I'm allowing you in. Uh, an imp will... Uh, into existence near you and will motion you towards the stairs leading up uh at this point you don't know where Victor is. you haven't seen him currently down here again uh taking the stairs up similar to the staircase that went downwards, you find the second floor is a much more impressive, elegant, and elaborate looking spiral library. This library is much larger than the second floor of the tower should be. Reaching possibly upwards of a 100 feet with many different apparatus, ladders, and stepways that could allow you to reach where you need to go. In the center is a very comfy looking set of pillows and low tables with many different pieces of parchment, inks. And you notice floating around here at the top is again another one of those crystalline-like skulls that slowly makes a spiral down. Makes us a spiral slowly back up. Upon entering in, kind of getting deeper into the room, you'll hear Victor's voice, just emanate from the room. I'm glad you've taken my offer. You may treat this place as your own. The books you'll find here are vast and many different. I'm not certain what they may help you with or what they may just impede a knowledge that you seek. But understand, those who seek knowledge are those I am most interested in. Giving a nod to himself.
4: Ultram's going to be just work on finishing up. What one is he doing? Misty step. Yep. Whoa. Misty step. Whoa. I see you're moving it. What? Or no? Am I moving it in here? Sorry. For some reason, <sighs> the P is freaking
2: out. The misty the step PDF. is misty stepping.
4: Yeah, it, it literally is because it literally misty stepped from a freaking level two spell down. Into the level 1 list for some reason. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna have to try and fix it.
3: So. Otherwise I'll just retype it up. With that, smash cut. Annie, you have returned to the estate. I am going to my room. <laughs> Roll me a wisdom saving
2: throw. Oof! Oh no, if only someone could do a shop for it.
3: <laughs> <clears throat> Everybody can do it. Annie. Upon breaching the doorway of the estate that the players, the party, have been given by the Grasks, you're no longer there. You're no longer in Hagheim. The air becomes arid and dry, and you step through the doorway leading into your familial home. The open entrance. The kitchen. Just barricaded off by a slight small wall, allowing anyone to peer in to watch your mother cook or your father prepare breakfast. It's empty. A soft blue glow emanates from the windows itself, you stepping through, looking around. It's familiar, but it's also foreign. It has been quite some time since you've been here, quite some time since you've felt in place. You hear the rattle of chains. You feel the itch of a burn across your back. Slowly, you climb the stairs as you normally would have when you were there. You find your way to your small bedroom with your single bed, your dresser, the stand for your instrument, vacant and broken. Paintings that were done for you by your father lay torn, shredded. You sit down on your bed watching this, the voice echoing in your head, stating, How far will you fall? Smash cut. Asher, you have arrived at the Point Forum. Watching Jordan quickly power walk past, going across the bridge. You can see Veras here. You can see Munir here. You can see Bucky. Asher, as you sign up for this competition, you notice that there is a duelist running this. Though a duelist you do not know. You see a one-armed man cloak over the missing limb. Simple but regal outfit. Rapier at his hip. A mask over his face depicting what you assume to be some kind of horned, wild-maned individual male, to some extent. Sharp features. Silently, he watches his people sign up. Then in time, a deep, gravelly voice booms out. The first part of this tournament will be done in duos. Two to two. The final rounds will have the final two pairs split onto their own, facing a member from the other team. You will then face someone who succeeded in the fight prior, whether it be teammate or enemy. I'll begin to list the pairs. Starts listing them off. Uh, It seems some people recognize each other, teaming up. They seem pretty excited. Uh, About halfway through, you hear your name called Asher Belfair and Monir Serik, The fuck? You see Serik probably deeper into the crowd next to Vera, and you hear, Oh, fucking and me. You hear Vera at his side go, It's not so bad. You know he's a good fighter. Monir, almost knowing where you are within the crowd, turns and stares at you, though he's looking at your face, without your mask. A few minutes pass as the final pairs are called, and he strides over. Alright, so we've been paired together. I'm certain with our abilities we will get far. Put our differences aside for the time being,
7: at least. For the sake of it's fine.
3: Certainly. Alright, you have been training to dabble more with two-handed, correct? Right. Alright. I'm still primarily a duelist, only one-handed. I think it'll be fine. You dabbled more with... arcane but that is against the rules currently in the setting but you still have a good understanding of stances so we still have an upper hand on that especially against more of the commoners here i've dealt more with maneuvers so above all else i believe we'll be fine you can tell that he's thinking tactically at least as this is going on you notice a pair slowly wander over to you the silver-scaled kobold Vera, and Bucky. Bucky has somewhat of a smug smirk. Kind of looking over, you'll need a little more than, um... That is not Bucky's voice. What the <laughs> fuck was that?
4: <laughs> I think that was, uh... That was a little mixture of a lot of things.
7: Bucky needs to clear his throat.
3: <laughs> Alright, you need... You're gonna need some more luck than that. Otherwise, you're just gonna fail. I don't know where Bucky's voice is right now. It's somewhere out in the fucking void of the universe.
0: Man, Rimes, I'm, I'm getting Bucky. a strong feeling that a uh, Bucky may have helped found this country. <laughs> I founded these lands. <laughs> so, I ask you
3: You think you're gonna actually go fall then? I, 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 I don't know where Bucky is.
0: <laughs> I've lost oh, Bucky. Boy. Uh...
3: So you think you're going go far then, eh? I think I know. Well, Asher, whether you think you're going to go far or not, I already know you ain't going to win.
7: I think he, and you think you are?
3: Let me tell you, Belfair might be a fancy name, but it doesn't mean shit in this city. Winks and walks off as goes. but, hi, I, I'm i sorry for him. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, good luck. And she chases after the orange-skinned goblin. Mon-ears eyebrows raised kind of looks over to where bucky is trailing off looks back to you and goes you have some kind of rivalry with him as well i'm hurt i thought you only hated me that much
7: asher doesn't say anything (sighs)
3: so what's with the mask you're holding it weird (laughs) what
7: davis yes so question on two-handed weapon fighting
3: You can't have something else in your hand and you can't use the mask as a weapon.
7: I know. I I was just... Yeah? Because I need two light weapons. Yeah. In order to do it. Yeah. I seem to have lost my other dagger on a boat somewhere.
5: Yeah, you seem to have lost your dagger somewhere. If only you knew a guy who carried a lot of daggers on him. Like, a lot.
0: Maybe your rival has a spare dagger.
3: Okay, As you're contemplating, like, I need to get another weapon, though, pondering this, so you're just going to hear, huh, so what's wrong with your eyesight? I have my hand literally in front of your face. Nothing,
7: I'm I'm thinking.
3: (laughs) Asher Belfair, you do not think like that. You are always very perceptive, especially when you don't trust someone nearby. What is up with the mask and what is going on with your vision? If I remember right, you were quite eagle-eyed back at the academy, at least. Davis?
7: Yes? I'm to put the mask on.
3: Okay. As you begin to don the mask, you feel it fall into place. You feel the expression on the mask change to one of neutral. As you see Manir now, pulling his hand back, his eyes searching over you as he goes, I like guess I said nothing. Suppose I'll drop it for now, but... We do have other matters to go to, I guess. He begins to stalk off towards a little duelist area where each of the teams can kind of sit down and get prepared. For the sake of this, we aren't going to run you through the first two rounds. I know your capabilities, and I know the capabilities of Munir. I also know the capabilities of the people here. You're going to trounce them. Probably humiliate them.
0: Even without a second weapon?
3: Oh, he's going to get a, he's going to get a second weapon. Uh, because there're going to be weapons available cuz not everyone in the city uh, owns weapons.
0: That's fair, that's very fair.
3: So, with that. What? Yes. What weapons? Uh it's general just like a short sword, dagger, just standard weaponry that like the school of blades would have been able to offer for use. So, they kind of have a plethora of different blades. So, you'd be able to find another dagger. Or short sword if you wanted. Two short swords. Got it. With that, we are going to do another smash cut. Dave, by any chance, Mm? did you actually sign up for the dueling tournament, or did you just stay and watch? I just watch. Okay. So you would have watched Asher and this elven guy basically humiliate the fuck out of some guardsmen for the last round? because the thing that monir keeps doing which has been working is disarming people because they cannot continue fighting if they do not have a weapon <coughs> so with that we're gonna do a smash cut ally past couple minutes you've come towards where the point form is uh this seems to be a very big hot spot currently because of the dueling going on you willy and nettie set up a large tent There is an hour before the final rounds begin. With this, uh, Monir has somewhat warmed up with you, Asher, especially going through fights. He's definitely impressed with how things have gone, especially since on the point system of hits taken, you and Monir have not taken any hits. The other team that is close to that would be Bucky and Vera. The only person taking a hit on their team is Vera. With an hour to spare, Jordan, Asher, you two notice a small tent set up with the help of Allie and a nice kind old grandma-like lady and a dwarf with peg legs have entered into the tent. The sign outside says, Get your fortunes read, learn your fate, find out your destiny.
0: At any point during that walk, would Nettie have informed me what the black coral was for?
3: Uh, She is going to tell you that she is going to use that to make an enlargement potion.
0: Neat. Mm -hmm. That's what the people are using it to pass to like naturally make the fish larger.
3: Uh, Nettie's going to chuckle at hearing that and will tell you that that makes them poisonous. Though it's very uh, slow. Oh. Mm -hmm. uh she will inform you that the reason the black coral has this effect on creatures uh it's because it's more commonly known especially in the feywild not the feywild but the wildwood uh Mm -hmm. as dire coral it can turn a creature into a dire version like a dire wolf or a dire bear or a
4: dire fish,
0: and all they have to do is eat it or consume it
3: uh it must be dissolved into them
0: is it are the effects permanent? Yes, are all dire creatures poisonous
3: uh unless properly prepared, which not many people know, unless it's a common staple around there uh the meat is poisonous unless cooked a certain way.
7: On a grill.
3: It's kind of like a fish that has mercury. It takes multiple eatings of these fish to get mercury poisoning.
0: Okay. Yeah.
3: I thought you were going to make an example. Oh,
4: yes, it's like the puffer fish. Only select few chefs can prepare it. Yeah, that too. Otherwise, if they
3: don't prepare it, right, you die. Yeah, it's like a mixture of puffer fish and fish uh, infected with mercury. Yeah. With that, at this point... uh... Tyler, can I get another wisdom saving throw from Annie? These aren't ability checks, correct? Nope, saving throws. 16. Uh, With a 16, Annie, for the past 30, 40 minutes, uh, you've been wandering the streets of New Burieden, taking in the sights of your home, feeling the air, seeing people that you haven't in years. Until it all begins to fade away as you begin approaching what appears to be a set-up tent with a sign that says, Get your fortune read. Find out your fate. Find out your destiny. As Ali, Jordan, and Asher, you see that Annie has wandered up to where you guys are.
5: Oh, um, hey guys.
3: Hello.
0: Out of character, uh, how is the black marks on the tips of his fingers?
3: They are still there. And it's kind of like, uh, you know when you've, like, messed with, like, graphite powder or, like, uh, ashes? It leaves behind, like, a slight blackened gray stain. It's kind of like that going up his fingertips.
0: How are you, little brother?
5: (laughs) Um, I told you since we were kids just because you're bigger than me does not give you the right to call me little brother since I am older than you.
1: Uh, I analyze, Annie, you know, like expression-wise and motion-wise. Like literally everything. Insight, you mean? Yeah, Investigate. Yeah, yeah. Investigate, yeah. Start, no touching, him. Oh, Start no. touching him.
3: Start touching him. Not that way. Uh, Annie, you got abs. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
1: All right. Annie, <laughs> so is it insight or yeah. investigation? Oh, okay. You like the
6: table?
1: 16.
3: Tyler, with a 16... What well, what do you think Jordan sees? What can he get the feeling of from Annie at this point? Uh, definitely
5: not himself. Feeling a little out of it. Uh, not just out of it. Uh, probably for the first time, pretty scared. Oh. Okay. Not knowing, uh, just preference for DM knowledge. Uh, not knowing what he did last night, and waking up with everything is pretty spooked him.
3: As this is going on. Uh, You're going to hear a tip-tap, tip-tap, tip-tap. We're open! Who wants to get a fortune read? I suppose I will.
0: Annie, how did, uh, how was, how was home? Remember? After we left the Wizard Tower, you said you were going home? Because you...
5: Yeah, um, I don't remember the trip here. And I I walk inside. I will follow Annie inside. Uh, Inside
3: has a nice scent of vanilla, orange, and incense. Uh, Behind a large table with a crystal ball toward her is a nice elderly-looking grandma lady, but within the tent, she seems to have taken on her more looming presence. It's as if the shadows are making her seem taller and larger than before. Her hands gently... Orbiting around the crystal ball, causing a gentle, soft, violet-like smoke to emanate in a core little bead in the center. Without looking away from the crystal ball, she goes, "Ah, two people have entered—a good friend and her family. Do you wish to have a fortune read,
0: Annie? This is Nettie. She's a very good friend of mine. Oh, Nettie, I would love my fortune read.
3: Ah." Do you wish me to peer through the veil to find information for you, or do you want your palm
5: read? Uh, I guess what's the difference? What can one supply me with over the other?
3: Uh, The other, the first, gives you knowledge of a question, an answer, possibly cryptic, or like a riddle. A palm reading tells me about you.
5: I would like a palm reading. All right.
3: Uh, Without moving away from the table, as you've come to the opposite side from where she's standing near the chair that someone who would probably be wandering in on their own would sit, uh, her arms outstretch far too long, like multiple joints unraveling these spider-like arms. Thin, long fingers reach out, grasping your wrist, turning your palm upwards, as you begin to feel what is like a talon gently running along the lines on your palm. Hmm. I see, blood of a celestial, the lineage of the fallen. You are one of the sons to an angel of conquest. Your lineage is of warriors, of fighters, those who rained fire and brimstone down upon enemies of the upper plains, an ancestor trapped now deep within there, within a crypt, within fire, shunning redemption. Shunning safety, a fate and destiny unbecoming. A decision that caused the beginning of a war. But blood is blood and only simply that. One's choices are what dictate your future. Your fate, your destiny is your own. But forces have been trying to push you towards something that is not your choice. Memories taken, time lost. Decisions made without consent. Much like many failed conquerors, you have lost your path. Who can know who one is without understanding what was and what can be? You, young man, are one lost in a sea of many others. To stand tall, to stand present, look to those around you. Those at your side should represent what you find most precious. Those at your side should represent what you hope, what you want. Many believe, once they've fallen, that their hearts and souls have grown black and cold. But look at the fire that stands beside you. Look at the light that shines for you. To rebuild what has been destroyed takes many days. The chains that bind you are close to breaking.
5: Be careful. I will take a deep breath
0: and walk out. He didn't pay. Nettie. How, 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 how much, Nettie? Ah, uh, five silver. I will give Nettie the five silver. Oh, thank you. Is I there there was a price? There's always a price. <laughs>
7: <laughs>
0: Nettie is there, a... is there anything that that you can do to help my brother?
3: No, his fate is in his own hands now.
0: I'd I'd be willing to call in my favor of it. Actually, just a second. All right, go ahead. I think I muted my speakers last time. <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't hear you as soon as you said whatever you said.
3: His fate is in his own hands. There's not much I can do for him at this point.
0: Okay. Thank you very much.
3: Do not worry so much. Strife and struggle are the things that make one grow.
0: Is there anything you can tell me about Norse? Who? He's a voice in my head that helps me connect with uh, the other side. He is able to go through my memories and tell me things that I wasn't able to remember. Uh, He said he was like a fallen angel of some kind, and now he's like customer service. That's exactly how he sounds when he talks.
3: Uh, You're going to see Nettie kind of like lean back in her chair and go, I'm fairly certain that you're talking about an angel of some degree. It isn't uncommon for celestial-blooded entities to have one.
0: He says that soon... Uh, I won't be able to speak to him as freely as I once have
3: mm, if I understand that so the waning of the divine energy that can made the connection do you think it was that
0: trip I went on?
3: It could have realigned some things and caused connections to be brought back,
0: so what should I be trying to do moving forward?
3: Mm, sweetheart, What is it you want to do
0: i, I want to help my brother, but it It really feels like it's something he's got to do. And all I can really do is be there for him.
3: Then, maybe the best thing you can do is be there when he needs you.
0: I just hope that when he needs me, he will reach out.
3: Well, from what I know so far of the interactions between you and your brother, sometimes you have to force yourself to be there for him to need you.
0: So, put him in a situation where he needs to reach out.
3: I'm not saying that. I'm saying more of be around and be available.
0: Ah, uh, thank you, Nettie. <laughs> Clarification key. I would love it. Just
4: see like Ellie, like Annie, <laughs> as he lights fire to his room. You need me now, right?
2: <laughs> Only I can put this fire out. <laughs> Only
4: I can put the fire out.
0: <laughs> just a uh, dagger, dagger in the stomach. <laughs> do, you need, do you need me to lay on hands? <laughs> Annie, you're
3: strapped down to a table with the swinging axe above you that's slowly lowering. You need me now, right?
2: <laughs> I locked Andy, you into a, a prison cage head.
4: that's sinking into the ground. Only I have the key. You'd need me, right?
0: <laughs> I'm here for you. You just, gotta, you just gotta say the word. As I start, just kind of like adding more water to the well he's trapped in. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, bro. Uh,
3: while this is going on, uh, Nettie is going to peer out the front entrance to the tent. Is going to lock eyes with Asher, and in a soft voice that, immediately, Ali, you think only you can hear. Asher, you're going to hear, why
7: don't you come in? Don't you want to have your fortune read? Does she say that and then, like, Go back inside, or this she? <laughs> she never left. Oh.
3: As sitting at the table, she locks eyes with you, and in a whisper, you hear it.
7: Okay. So I will go get my fortune read then.
0: Okay. Upon entering as, in... As, yeah. as Asher is walking closer, I'm like, Nitty, maybe a sign of how much people should pay and such would be a a good idea, especially with... Uh with people walking out afterward and such.
3: She will kind of nod, and she'll pull out a little, like, fold sign that says f- five silver per fortune, and sets it down on the table. Uh, she's going to uh, give you a little shoe, Alley, and says, I need to do business now.
0: Alright, uh, Asher, I have I have two silver, and that's all I have left. I know how you are about buying things I and such.
7: Silver she's talking. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, Nettie is going to turn her attention to Asher
0: I will leave To the Salmon Salmon
3: So Your name is Asher Belfair Correct? Yes I've heard a little about you I also got to see a little bit of your Match Before Impressive You know to handle a blade well But Asher Belfair Is that the fate you truly wanted? You watch her hand slowly orbit around the glass ball. The small bead of violet smoke seems to expand suddenly, encompassing the interior, before revealing a scene you had never seen previous. A man, older, probably five or seven years older than you currently are, holding a small child in his arms. You recognize him, just by his features. Just by the fact of how closely you resemble him. Is it a dream of yours you chase, or is it his that you follow? My own. Your own. Her hand swipes over it again, revealing another scene. Something you recognize. You're sitting on the lap of your grandfather. You can tell how exaggerated his hand movements are, the big grin on his face. He's telling you stories stories of adventurers, of heroes. You say this is a dream of your own, but they are his stories you grew up with. For a hero you were once told so much about, Asher Belfair, why do you hold so much disdain for your father? I just like getting to see Sam frantically looking
0: down at the ground and then looking back up every so often. I just like, with how tense the question was, Joey laying there, like... Staring in anticipation for him to get up and go lay down by the door.
3: Asher Belfair, you know you follow the path of Guillermo. You may not know this, but you stand where he has stood. You try to take his title, but do you know what that title means? What does it mean to be the best duelist of the Principality? Her hand is going to swipe over the glass ball again, scene changing, showing the inside of the training grounds within the academy, you standing off on your own, training against a dummy, your classmates, all over on their other side, amongst each other. Does it mean to shun those around you? To show disdain for those that you understand nothing of? To speak so little to them? To understand so little. I thought the best of the duelists was someone beloved. Someone cherished. Someone seen as a hero. That's how people look at your father. That's how people think of your father. He's a hero. What does that mean for you? Asher Belfair, you may have his skill, but you do not have the admiration that he does. Jesse, in this moment, as she's saying all this to Asher, what is Asher thinking?
7: That with everything going on, that he was admired because of his skills and good deeds, but, and then Asher tries to, uh, sorry, what was the wording again on the, um, it was shunning, right? On other people? Mm hmm.
3: That you have his skill, but you do not have the admiration he had.
7: And she showed... During that, she showed the classmates. Sorry, I... I
3: The scene of the training grounds in the academy. Asher by himself, while his classmates were all together, on the opposite side. What is he thinking about when she shows him that? That he was alone. That he needs to work for that admiration. A hand is going to cross the table. And Asher, you're going to feel the warmth of her hand against your cheek. No matter how hard you try, how good you get, someone will surpass you. You've dedicated your life this far to a single goal, but you've neglected so much else. The people around you keep you around, not simply just because of your blade. Think of why, how, someone can call you a friend. Asher Belfair, your skill means nothing in the end of your life because you will only be remembered till someone else surpasses you. If you give people reasons to remember you, good memories, tokens, souvenirs, a good life, you will be remembered farther and longer than as a master of any blade. You have shunned, you have spurned, Many. For trivial things. The one person that you have felt a animosity for, for years. Monir Sarek. You know nothing of. You don't know where he's been, or how he got to where you were. But I can answer you one thing. You have had an easier time getting to where you are, than he has. Whether you find out why, Whether you look into yourself and figure out how you've come to this point. That is you. That is on your decisions. But Asher Belfair, you are far from being a good swordsman. And you are far from being a good person. And that is a free of charge. I believe you have a duel coming up. You should go prepare.
7: Asher will... Get up and leave not even picking up that five silver just leaving it there
3: okay stepping out you're going to see munir vera and bucky sitting not too far away seeing you exit munir's gonna look over get up and kind of walk over is everything all right you were in there for a little while yeah i'm i'm fine they did uh, start calling preparations for the next round um you're going first. With um you see him look over and point to Bucky, good luck as uh Bucky's gonna look over again, smirk to you, stand up, and begin heading over to the dueling circle
7: and as Bucky goes before Asher leaves, um he's gonna say you too, and then quickly go for the preparations.
3: Okay. How are you preparing? What weapons are you taking into this combat?
7: Uh, my first thought is two short swords. Is there anything different than the stuff in the PBHP?
3: Uh, you have a rapier that you can take. Uh, ba-ba-ba-ba. there would be a cutlass as well, which is basically, uh, a finesse version of the longsword. If I can
7: use that, uh, two short swords. Okay. Cause, cause Weapon, you know. Yeah. yeah. Light, light property.
3: Okay, upon getting into the duelist circle, Bucky's there. Uh, he has what appears to be a interestingly designed short sword with him. Like most duels, uh, he does the proper bow to you. And you hear, Asher, I do hope that things go well. But I want you to understand, I'm not going to go easy on you. I'm going to show you that kind of have some pent up anger with the kind of shit you've been doing. Fair is fair.
0: Do you respond? Let's get started, then.
3: Okay. Roll initiative.
7: <laughs> uh, so that's a natural one for initiative.
5: I'll take a shot for him.
7: Okay. Uh...
0: It might not matter in the end.
7: It
4: didn't even matter. You're ready to rock.
2: Or not.
5: That's cool yeah. too. Yeah, you got you uh, got your yeah, roll. Six on point
2: one six. So now it's twenty. <laughs> okay. <Four>. Anyone else? <laughs> got it. And yeah, not with initiative. I'll help you later on. <laughs>
3: with this, uh, Bucky gets the first drop.
2: And he kills you
3: instantly. Coup (laughs) de gras. Using his weapon, which is known as a whip dagger, he's going to attack you at reach as the blade unfurls. If you've ever played Soul Calibur, there's a weapon somewhat like this.
0: I
4: agree. I have not, so I'm going to have to go look at this.
0: It's a snake blade. It's really fucking cool.
4: Does
3: a 22 hit? Let me double check. No. I mean, yes. Oh, this weapon. I've seen it before. Okay, 22. And
5: because he is a swoosh-bookler.
7: Okay, everyone, this is the end of me.
5: (laughs) Hey, remember all that racist shit you said to him? Oof. (laughs) Yeah. He said he
2: had
3: some (laughs) pent-up anger. He wasn't Did he say racist
2: shit? I thought he just stared at him angrily.
3: Um, he was very, very
5: not nice.
2: I can almost confirm. I thought he said that
5: something along the lines that he's just a goblin or something. Something like that. Yeah. Those... So he's gonna deal non-lethal damage.
0: You're just a goblin.
5: Uh, what's, oh. what's your,
3: uh, HP there? Jesse?
7: Uh, <laughs> fuck. uh so from that, uh, would, he have the, would we have healed up from that the uh, sh- Encounter of <laughs> nope.
2: That's A. No, So, what's
7: your level 2 max HP?
3: Uh, 20. Got it. So,
2: guys, what are you talking
3: about? I don't even know if non lethal would save them. so I might just
0: straight up kill
3: you. Bucky unfurling his whip dagger, showing the full length of the blade now, uh, with a motion, a fluid flick. Uh, you watch as the blade swings out, wraps around your neck. And he pulls you in. You stumble down to the ground. And you feel the butt end of his pommel from his hilt slam into the center of your face. <laughs> you go black. You all witness this. We're there. After that, Asher's completely unconscious. Bucky unravels the blade. Begins pulling Asher out of the circle. Medics come. Start treatment. Uh, Asher, you wake up two hours later on a stone bench. With Vera, Monir, and Bucky all kind of tending to you at one point with your companions not that far away. Yeah. I believe the only person that's currently not there is Allie because she went to go have a drinking contest with Slam and Salmon. Oh. And me. Otram no one uh, cares about Otram. Orchram's i not... do yeah. You mean Jordan? Uh, <laughs> I
5: would not have joined the festivities. But you were yeah, kind you're of there. Fortune, well, you're, yeah, you're yeah a part you of were Tom. in the facility.
3: <laughs> it's not like you're doing anything. You were just you basically saw like, oh, Asher's gonna fight. I guess I'll stay for a little longer, and then you
2: watch that a rap, a pole, and a bang. Watch him get the shit beat out of him. Yeah, that's what he did to the talented fighters. Why you do the cards, decapitate <laughs> them? <laughs>
3: <laughs> so. Asher, you've you've come back to consciousness, and your face every your face hurts because you just had your mask basically smashed back into your face. Uh moneyer's gonna look over to Annie. Lutrick show up.
2: I, I probably would have stopped by afterwards. Showed up. Yeah.
3: Lutrick, Jordan, Annie. Moneyer kind of looks over and goes, "Um, Asher's awake now. Uh, would you like to bring him back to your uh, home?" You should probably rest.
5: Sure. Yeah, we can I carry. I will walk over and help Asher back to our estate.
7: I'm conscious, right?
5: Uh,
3: you're conscious with one HP, but Everyone. I'm not like incapacitated, right? No, someone couldn't grow you right now. Earlier, yeah. <laughs> uh, so much for growing myself. But if
2: I like. Pat him on the back and knock him unconscious. Then I could, right?
3: I guess, yeah, he'd be unconscious. No, the patting
4: on the back is the coude, right? oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, He's that fragile.
3: Hey, good job. <laughs> Lewis, would Ali have actually participated in the drinking contest, or was she just there for some drinks and watching?
0: Uh, the drinking contest met the Platinum Drake, isn't it?
3: Oh, yeah. Why'd you go slamming salmon?
0: Uh, I'm looking for a lizard man.
3: Oh... Doing that by yourself i see and smash cut as <laughs> asher is being helped back to the house uh ali you show up at the slamming salmon which coincidentally also has its own drinking contest going on but it's not one anyone wanted to like be publicly known because it's it's the house special that's being drank so who won oh this? sorry what was that
7: so who won the
3: uh, is is Asher going to be asking who won? I I think he means who won the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like on the way back, uh, you will find out that Munir actually won. That was between him and Bucky. You will also notice that Munir no longer has his rapier; it is broken.
5: Man. <laughs> So, Ali. Real quick, like... yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, I was just going to say, real quick, out of character, uh, Asher just got the get
2: fucked kid treatment in this last 10 minutes of playing.
5: What?
3: No.
6: No, it's the
2: remember, you're only level two. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> kind of. So,
3: Ali, you've shown up at the Slam and Salmon. Drinking contest currently underway. Uh, some people definitely aren't taken to all of it. Uh, Glutsk, the actual barkeep, is running that. You do see a lizard man is currently behind the bar. Uh, uh unbeknownst but... to the reason why, uh, he does have a bag of chalk and he seems to be eating from it.
0: Right, hey, just kind of uh slides over to the bar where he is. Taylor, hey, my name's Alondra.
3: It's a pleasure to meet you. Is there
2: something you'd like?
0: Yeah, I'm just uh making an inquiry. Uh are you a ranger?
2: So to be damned.
3: <laughs> uh his eyes are going to narrow. He's a uh like an emerald green scaled uh lizard folk. Uh his like yellow orange eyes narrow as he goes, "Perhaps is there something you need?"
0: Yeah, uh a friend of mine is telling me that you are very proficient in tempering of animals' behaviors, and I'm wondering if there's any particular reason...
3: Your mic cut off.
0: If there's any particular reason you're using this talent to mess with uh, a citizen with a whole bunch of birds.
3: Roll me an intimidation check.
0: It's here to talk! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but
3: that's still very... that That is intimidating for... Someone calling out
2: what... I'm <laughs> gonna do a shot for that.
3: Because let's be honest, it would be very intimidating for someone to call out what you can do and then go, so why are you using this as fuck with someone? Like, oh. oh, What do you think you're doing? Where's Rachel? She took the kids. Where's Rachel?
7: <laughs> My hockey pads.
4: <laughs> They're not hockey pads. I'm so wearing
5: those. Uh,
2: go ahead.
0: Twenty
5: yeah. one? Do you want a better one maybe? <laughs> <laughs>
0: better like, than 21?
5: twenty
7: <laughs> 21's one's already pretty fucking good.
5: He could get a nat twenty for
7: twenty-three, what do you mean? That's a five percent chance. Uh you
5: see his you
3: see his demeanor kind of shift back slightly. You get paid to do a job. So you do the
0: job. Yeah, no, I I understand. I just was curious if you would wanna talk about why he's being treated this way. I understand like it's a job, but who or if there's something we could do to change it to stop this from happening or if you're looking for like more money or, you know, all kinds of questions. I'm sure a handsome reptilian like you pretty popular with business with such a unique skill set.
3: As you were saying that he does take another piece of chalk from the bag and eat it.
0: Probably has heartburn.
3: Uh though you weren't here for the session, uh Annie has ran into this uh lizard folk before and asked for chalk, and his response was, "Ah, uh, you probably don't want to eat any, it's pretty bland. Uh but he is going to ponder this for a moment, take a sheet of paper, write something on it, fold it up and say, Hmm, this is more pain than it's worth. Twenty silver and I'll give you the name.
0: Uh, make you a deal, 20 silver, and you stop.
3: So you don't want their name?
0: Mm, I don't think it really matters. I just kind of asked to come and put a stop to it.
3: More likely than not, if I stop, she'll just find someone else.
0: <sighs> All right, I suppose 20 silver for the name.
3: You hand over the 20 silver?
0: I slide him a piece of paper that says... I lied I'm not gonna do that i'm gonna pull out a i'm gonna pull out a pouch and unwrap lemon bars and i'm gonna ask him if he would like a lemon bar as it probably is more appetizing than chalk roll deception
3: he's going to look down at the lemon bar then look back at you and he's gonna munch on another piece of chalk. <laughs> I don't take payment in baked goods.
0: I'm just trying to start a negotiation.
3: twenty silver.
0: I will put the lemon bar back. Alright, I will be right back. And I leave. Because I don't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> because somebody doesn't pay for their fortunes. That was
5: five. <laughs> I know, I'd be still be at run. twelve! <laughs> you would be able to afford this
0: anyways. Yeah, and...
5: And he has silver. <laughs> so, Allie,
3: where, where are you heading back?
0: Probably, Probably to the estate. Okay. I have no idea where to get money. This has never been a problem Ali's had to deal with. The last time I had a money problem, I just cried about it until somebody let me have my way.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's been
0: a while. <laughs> so while that's
3: all going on, Otrum, you're having a nice uh, study session. You've gotten actually through things fairly quickly here. Peace and quiet. Also, at a certain point, a, uh odd... You're not certain what it was. It was some type of creature to some degree that kind of crept up the stairs and you hadn't really noticed it until it was like right upon you. Uh, Humanoid, white, uh, definitely some kind of fiend, you assume, because of the imps around and this creature kind of resembles a larger one. Uh, Set down a tray full of uh, biscuits and tea for you at some point. So you've been having a fairly good time uh you found a couple different books that helped you along with your research looking into the spells you also stumbled upon an oddly placed small little book That let me pull this up so i don't get the title wrong you find a book titled journey to ruins peak which you recognize okay from the journal you've been decoding oh yes let me pull that up Well, I was not even thinking about that. Yup. Yup. Okay. In the midst of your research, you'll have completed your spell research, and you'll find something quite interesting upon this book. Another cipher, though written in the margins of one of the pages. Does the cipher help decode an entry in the journal? Yes. Uh Uh, FYI, uh, the journal has a total of 12 encoded uh, entries. I just haven't gotten them all in there yet. Ah, I was wondering about that too. Yeah, there's 12 encoded entries in total. Holy moly. Alright, well. So the last part of this, and <laughs> till kind of later at night, this is what you'll be working on, so that's that. Yep. To read. And we have Asher, Jordan, Annie, Lutrick. I'm trying to remember everyone that was there. I've returned back to the home. You guys are kind of chilling out. Uh Melmia and Jameson have prepared a nice lunch for you all. Um it seemed that at some point Melmia started smoking a large roast. So you got some nice No, not that kind of smoking, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys have a have a nice like uh like hearty feast set up for you all. Uh Ali, you'll return Uh, probably about the time where, like, the plating's starting for lunch, which is like, uh, kind of like two o'clock, three o'clock lunch. No thanks,
2: I'm full.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, so, uh, after, after I helped Nettie get set up, I went to go talk to that lizard man about the curse and everything, and he agreed to give me the name for 20 silver, but I don't have any money, and I couldn't convince him to eat a lemon bar, so, uh. I need money, but also I'm crazy hungry. I
5: have
3: money for you. Malmia plates you a nice helping of uh, smoked roast beef, mashed Thank potatoes, you, uh, a nice noodle salad, snicker salad. <laughs> Snickering salad. Yeah, and a casserole and a hot dish.
0: How, how how much cooking have you been doing today?
3: <laughs> All day.
0: Is there yeah. something you want to talk about? Nope. There There's any- a lot of
2: food left <laughs> in the house
3: <laughs> yeah okay. i went and bought all the stuff for this today is there a special occasion it's the festival of freedoms the day of independence
0: happy festival day
3: yeah uh, she smiles sits down and begins to eat
5: how much money did you need Ali? uh
0: he said 20 silver and he would divulge the name to me
5: of him, the person Allie, who 25 silver
0: i see you give me five more than i said i needed Yes. I have. I have come to realize that. Uh, I don't carry a lot of money on me usually.
5: Trust me, I'm well aware.
0: Oh man, you could have gotten money from the safe.
3: Ooh, never mind. Melmia, is there something wrong with the safe? Uh, that was that was me, not Melmia. <laughs> oh, Melmia, you're being kind of a bitch about our safe. Yeah, I robbed it this morning, <laughs> fucker.
0: <laughs> is that where all this money came from? How much did you spend on that teapot? <laughs> <laughs>
3: If you've forgotten the Anvars stole your money.
0: I know Malmita. We go down there. Again, find out she's not it's not Malmia, it's me. Malmita, who who has possessed you? <laughs> no, God, I hate you so much. And
5: then well, all of a sudden true. Crazy Willie. <laughs> Malmita, Um here. And I will hand her twenty silver pieces. Are uh, you
2: sure the Anvars took the money?
3: Sure. <laughs> she will uh, look over the silver pieces and then look up to you and say is there, is there something you need me to pick up in the marketplace for you
5: no just
3: I also uh, she'll you. turn to Jordan and say I've restocked
5: the Dr. Gerpels by the way oof I can't believe they broke all the Dr. Gerpels again <laughs>
3: someone drank 13 of them in the meeting room last night I think that was someone left quite a mess in there the Anvars. <laughs> deceitfulness knows no bounds.
0: Insight. I'm not the one who drank it.
3: If you want to roll Insight, you can roll an Insight. You can figure. <laughs>
2: not 20 for
3: 23. <laughs> uh, Lutrix looking pretty sheepish when it's mentioned.
2: Uh, yeah, I can't Lutrik, believe those Anvars would do that. Lutrix, did you do it? <laughs> you no, it's, it's the Anbar.
0: She I wasn't I don't there think, when that happened. I don't think it was the end of ours.
2: <laughs> Allie, I think you better
5: go get the name, please. All
0: right, All right. sounds good. Allie gets up and leaves. Goodbye, Lutrik. I hey. <laughs> <me> in
2: particular.
3: <laughs> Allie's gone. Allie's gone. She's left the campaign. <laughs> she's done. With 25 <laughs> silver, she's bought a ticket back home. <laughs>
2: find um, the resignation honored. slip upstairs
0: <laughs> mom dad Annie's dead <laughs> <laughs> tired of being in Hagheim
5: uh, I'll look back to her and say uh, it's She's... not not you I can't remember our fucking Melmia Mal-mia. Mal-mia. I'll look to Melmia as just a thank you keep it pocket spending money I don't care She's just
3: gonna look over to Jameson. He's just gonna like shrug
5: slightly. I feel bad that her teapot got broken. Leave me alone. It was stolen. Yeah. Whatever.
0: I feel bad about that thing that I'm vaguely aware of. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm trying, okay? It's hard. <laughs> uh, With this, Allie, you head back. You arrive at the Slam and Salmon. Your lizard folk buddy is still there, still eating chalk. Okay. I don't know why I've made this a part of who he is, but
0: yeah. I
2: mean, characteristic chalk.
0: <laughs> I will I will walk forward. And I will slide it to the side of the bar he is on again and set the uh, a pouch of 20 silver in front of him.
3: Uh, he will open it, nod. He will then push the piece of paper he had earlier uh, in front of you.
0: I read the paper.
3: The name upon this sheet of paper reads... Celestia Frosthammer.
0: I I fold the paper and put it away and look at him and say, this is a fake name.
3: Uh, <laughs> he shakes his head no.
0: Give me your chalk. I just leave. Thank you.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Give me your chalk, I leave. Fuck. <laughs> okay. Hey, I just that was cool. uh, Allie and Annie have just switched places. Allie is now running up.
0: Yeah. It really sucks that Allie, like, checks in with everybody and tells
5: them where she's going and then runs off. Can't believe she's never done that. And anyway. <laughs> she's never done.
0: Allie is heading to Victor's Tower.
3: Okay. Heading off to Victor's Tower. Is there anything else anyone else is doing?
5: Uh, I would go train, but I feel like I would die. <laughs> What's the time of day?
3: The current time of day? Uh, we'd be reaching, um, five or six-ish now. After kind of eating and lounging.
2: the School of Blades still be open, like, training, or?
3: Like uh, right now? You have no idea if it would be open right now. Um, You do know that you guys can get access to it. Yeah,
5: still want to do a bit more training.
7: Same here. Right, and, I got to yeah, check that.
5: Is Otrum here, or is he still at the tower? Oh, what?
3: Otrum is not here. He's oh, still at the tower. Right i training to do.
5: I just love how Odrum promised to help Annie with that, and then hasn't shown up since.
3: <sighs> promised
2: help Annie identify. with
3: what? Oh, identify, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to with what? Oh, yeah, that thing, I guess. Yeah.
2: yeah, doesn't that suck when he just runs off on you and doesn't mm-hmm. say anything about it? <laughs> Typical Odrum pulling an Annie. <laughs>
3: So as you guys kind of get prepared, get up, uh, decide to go do some more training, you'll find that it is open, Oh. though there aren't many people there, so it's basically you'll be by yourselves. Uh, But you can train. Besides that, Allie, you arrive at Victor's tower. Upon arriving to the door, you'll watch as it slowly opens. Uh, Victor will be standing on the other side, raising an eyebrow. Is there something you need? Is he alone? From what you can see currently, Yes.
0: Uh, yes, I have gathered some information for you.
3: All right. As
0: I will hand him the piece of paper.
3: He will unfold it, look down. Uh, For the first time ever, you're going to see the semblance of a look of surprise. Hmm. Now that is odd. I was fairly certain that she was no longer here in Hagheim. Hmm. Thank you for this information. I believe this is, at least for this time being, enough for this situation. I'll inquire a little more to see who or what is plighting our mutual friend. Okay. I may need your assistance at a later date.
0: I Oh, anything you need, just let us know. We appreciate you helping us, and we enjoy helping you. Or at least I do.
3: Likewise.
0: Alright, Victor, you have a good night and enjoy the festival. Yes. And then Alondra will leave.
3: And the door will close.
0: Man, there was a part of me that was like, alright, thanks. We'll call it even for everything we've been doing so far. (laughs) (laughs) Uh huh. (laughs) She dabs. (laughs) Alondra is going to go to. I don't know the name of it. So it'll make (sighs) going there a lot harder. Orphanage. It's. The place last session I talked to the priest in the cathedral about. Loman. Yes, Loman. Thank you.
3: You talked to Loman about heading to another temple in the city. Number nine. The Temple of Rimfax.
0: Rimfax. Yeah, that's where, that's where Ali would head next.
3: Okay. Ba, 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 ba. The Temple of Rimfax. This unassuming one-story wooden structure seems somewhat out of place next to the two nearby walled compounds that surround the extravagant buildings, the other temples. But the wooden temple maintains a powerful and quiet dignity that might exude the conspicuous display of wealth the other two exude themselves. The symbol of Rimfax is carved onto the front door, the half-wolf, half-fox symbol of a mask and graces each of the stepping stones on the short walkway up to its front door. This temple, ironically, also doubles as an inn that welcomes people of all religious affiliations, if they respect the building and its divine patron. Religious icons appear throughout the temple, but are kept subtle and unobtrusive in most rooms. Uh, You can tell that this place is actually not that bad. It also seems to be quite cheap compared to other places in the city to stay. Upon entering in, it seems that the front area also acts as somewhat of a tavern in its own right. You can't really tell who are priests except for a simple symbol on a necklace, the same wolf and fox mask around their necks. They seem to be putting out drinks and food, Check people in. Seems lively, but a welcoming and calm atmosphere upon you entering in and kind of taking all this in a younger human in dull brown robes same symbol of rimfax on a necklace and a smile gently fair pale skin sandy short blonde hair he smiles to you and introduces himself as werner the head priest of this temple and asks if you need any assistance
0: i very much do is there a place we could talk in private
3: Certainly. I don't see why not. He motions you to follow and leads you into a back room behind the counter. This seems to be a storage room of some kind.
0: Thank you for taking time to speak with me. Uh, My name is Alondra, and I talked to Loman about memories that were repressed that I'm starting to remember again. And a lot of them are that of kind of altar and some kind of what appears to be a ritualistic setting going on to
3: find out more information about it and pointed in this direction all right i see you have done some of a service to this city already i have definitely noticed the presence of you and your compatriots and i've noticed the good deeds that you have attempted to do and the camaraderie that you've shown to other places in the city especially the other temples that you and your companions have visited on more than a few occasions i'm Pleased that you came to me and that Loman thought my expertise was more fitting. You speak of memories. Yes. I know of a spell I could cast to possibly remove blocks on memories. But the cost is not easily recouped. Okay. I'm not certain of any other cleric in the city that would be willing to cast this upon you. Do you know much of the divine magics?
0: uh i'm learning more and more each day
3: there is a fairly sophisticated spell that needs to be cast it is known as greater restoration greater restoration should be able to help with your memories i am willing to cover the cost of my own but the component needed would be what you would need to supply as a favor all right You would need to find a hundred silver pieces worth of diamond dust. Okay. So when you do, return, and I will cast the spell for you.
0: I I appreciate it so, so very much. Uh, What was your name one more time? Werner. Werner. Yes. And if there's anything I can do to help you, or if there's anybody in need of aid, and is having trouble affording it, or... If anyone is having trouble affording uh, help and is in great need of aid, send them my way. I would be very happy to offer what little service I have.
3: Werner will gently take your hand in his smile and say, All I would ask is, I suppose in return for this favor, is that if you or your companions are ever in need of medical attention of any kind... I would very much so appreciate if the Temple of Rimfax was the first place you thought of.
0: Just to spread the name and the uh, your ability a little more,
3: or...? I meant more of if you and your allies ever needed the services of a cleric.
0: Ah, to, to think of you first and foremost for our business. Yes. Yes, though, so that seems more than fair.
3: Then I would be more than happy to help.
0: I... And I shake his hand. Uh, any any lead on where to go to find this diamond dust? This,
3: yeah. With a very infrequent use of it, at least from my knowledge, I don't really know where to find any. I think there's a Jewelers Guild here in Hagheim. I don't usually mingle with the guilds, only because I'm far too busy with running the inn and tavern and the clinic. So um if there's a jeweler's guild they might be of some lead. Um besides that, maybe another temple could have some. Or, well, since you are in the business of adventure and such like that, you might end up finding
0: diamonds out in the wild. Alright. Thank you so very much. Um uh, I appreciate our meeting. It's very pleasant.
3: Well I wish you the best of luck.
0: We'll see you soon. Soon,
3: hopefully, may the shadows guide
0: you. Thank you. Alondra leaves. All right. Going to Nettie.
3: All right. <laughs> Laundry list. Everyone else is training or napping. You return to Nettie. Her tent's still low up. Uh, you watch as you enter in. Uh, she's currently telling uh some commoner here in Hagheim, who seems very drawn into her fortune reading that, uh, if a if a path is followed, if he speaks true words to the one who does not, then he'll find a chance to where he can reap the benefits of those who fall. And he doesn't know what it fucking means, but he seems super excited, says thank you, throws some silver down the table, and runs out.
0: All right. I will then approach Nettie. Uh, Nettie, I have a question about finding components to a spell. Yes? Uh, What would be the... Do you have any knowledge on how I would go about finding... A uh, hundred silver worth of diamond dust.
3: She kind of tilts her head slightly. Mm, I think there's a jeweler's guild here in Hagheim. There are temples. Um, I know that uh, where adventurers seem to go, wealth is hoarded.
0: All right. Thank you very much, Nettie. How is the how is the fortune shopping?
3: Very good. As you watch as Willie's in the corner counting silver and putting it into a lockbox.
0: Nice. Well, if you need any help, With anything, let me know. Mm, Of course. And Alondra goes home to to rest.
3: Okay. With the end of this, we are going to complete this long rest. After these fun, fun activities, the training getting in, we will return with a recap of this session, and then I'm going to need my two paladins to run me through how they do their oaths. And then we'll pick up With the next chapter of Secrets of Hagheim.
5: So,
1: not me, right?
3: (laughs) Dave, what class are you playing, bud?
6: Uh, What uh, class are you playing, bud? uh, (laughs)